Yo, 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 I'm back with another episode of the Sip to Tell It podcast. Today I'm coming to you with a college football preview. Going to work the teams in Florida, which is um, Florida State, U of F, and Miami. Then I'm going to work my way to Mississippi with Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, Southern Miss. I'm also going to throw a little um, FAMU in there and some swag teams and, you know, whatever I can get information on. But today I'm going to start off with the big dogs of the state of Florida. We're going to start off with UF, the Gators. Go Gators, as uh, Jacquez Green would say. Um, They got a new coaching staff. Dan Mullen and his staff pretty much came intact from Mississippi State. Um, What I think you're going to get out of Florida this year is a lot better quarterback play because Dan does a good job with quarterbacks. Beside the fact that he got his quarterback coach back, uh, coach, I think it's Wilson maybe, that had went to another school the last year at Mississippi State. He came back with, with coach, and Wilson did a good job. If I'm not mistaken, that's his name. Did a good job with Dak when he was there his final year. Uh, offensively, I believe in what those guys do. I spent a lot of time around them when I was in Columbus. Uh, I love what Mullen does offensively. I love Coach Hevesy as a O-line coach. I think he's one of the better assistants in college football. And Coach Billy G, what he does with the receivers, I, I believe in a lot of things he he coach and a lot of things he preach. I uh, took a lot of stuff from when I would, would meet with him constantly and uh, you know implement it in the things I do. Uh, let's talk about the positions for a second. Quarterback position, which is their biggest downfall, in my opinion, the past couple of years. They hadn't had a solid guy since Tebow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but right now they have um, Felipe Franks, which is a local kid, and uh, Trash. Uh, Franks, in my opinion, is the better athlete. Uh, Trash can um, maybe throw it a little better. But for what Mullen, Coach Mullen does, that athlete is really going to stand out. So in my opinion, I think Franks is going to take this job and hopefully flourish in what Coach Mullen does with quarterbacks and you know, the system that he runs with the running the quarterback a little bit, rolling him out, you know, just getting his eye level on different planes and things like that. Uh, those running backs are really going to love what Coach Mullen does. They, um, they're a spread team. They're going to be spread. And I'm assuming he's going to do some of the same things he did in Mississippi State. So that's what I'm basing this off of. Those guys will get out in space, uh, be able to make plays. They're, like I said, they're a spread team, but they really want to run the football, running with the running backs, running with the uh, quarterback. And if you got a jet sweep type guy, which they have one of the better guys at that, well, I think he was a former QB, uh, Tony, that guy's electric. And, you know, you, if you put the ball in Tony's hand a lot, good things will happen. Uh, their wide receiver group is talented, but we don't know how talented they are because they haven't had good quarterback play. So uh, this season, you know, based off what, what they do at the quarterback position, we'll be able to tell how good those receivers really are. Uh, their entire O-line is back, which is key. And the fact that they added Coach Hevesy. Those guys may end up being the, the strength of that team because, like I said earlier, I really believe in what Coach Hevesy does with, the, with his guys. Uh, getting to know him through uh, Tobias when I was in Columbus was a, a great thing. and it, it helped me learn O-line play, and I really believe in what Coach Hevesy does with those guys. And so I think the O-line is going to be one of the strengths of that team, which should help out the quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs. All right, move on to the other side of the ball. C.C. Jefferson. If you don't know who this guy is, look him up. Google him. Go to YouTube, whatever. This guy will make the other three or two defensive linemen, whatever they decide to run, better. He is one of the best D linemen in all of college football. 
Just look him up. He's been that way for a long time. He just, they didn't put everything together. You know what? Even when, when Florida was losing or still losing whatever they're going to do, they, they weren't bad defensively. They really weren't. This guy's been solid all his time there, and the guys around him, you know, they get better because of him. Right, moving back to the linebackers, they have a guy by the name of David Reese. He led the team with 102 uh, tackles last year from that spot. He's back. He's only going to make that, that position group better and move him to the DBs for Florida. They've always had top-notch DBs, always. Uh, the corners, they have a Wilson and a Henderson. But, I mean, even with the, the skill set of those two guys, Florida keeps good corners, always. Just think back from Hayden up until now, they keep guys that, that can play that position and play it at a high level. And that's what's, you know, really been the key for Florida to even try to stay competitive over these last five or so years. They play defense. Um, but they don't have any all-SEC first-teamers preseason. But they that may change because I think uh, Jefferson would be one of those guys to, to uh, emerge in this, this new defensive system. That could, because their last year at Mississippi State, they played some really good defense. And, you know, if CC can, can buy into what they're doing defensively, I think that'll make their entire defense better because the back end is going to be solid for Florida. It always is. It's just them guys up front got to get it together. Okay, let's talk about UF's schedule for this year, 2018 schedule. They open up September 1 with Charleston Southern, which I think they'll easily win that game. Uh, come back September 8th with their first SEC game against Kentucky. Would have put them at 2-0. I think they'll win that. Uh, September 15th, Colorado State. Uh, victory for the Gators. September 22nd at Tennessee. At Tennessee, which could be a tough place to play, but I think Tennessee is still trying to get it together like Florida, and I think Florida may just have more talent than Tennessee, so I'll give them that victory, putting them at 4-0. Uh, then the big showdown of the early season for the Gators. Normally not a rivalry, but because of the coaching change, they've played the Mississippi State Bulldogs in Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, I just think the emotion of this game from the guys from Mississippi will be a little bit too much for Florida. And I don't think it has anything to do with the players. I think it's just the guys from Mississippi will want this game a lot more than the Florida guys. Now, the Florida coaches will want it. But I don't know if the, the intensity and, and the urgency from the coaches can be relayed into the players because I know every guy, with the exception of the true freshman on uh, in Starkville, going to win this game. And I think the Bulldogs will win. Uh, September, well, October 6th, they go to LSU. I think they'll lose that one. No, LSU comes to Florida. I still think LSU will win that, so putting them at four and two. After LSU, they play Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. I think they'll win that. Next, they have Georgia. Uh, those Bulldogs are something special. Now, obviously, I think they're going to lose that game. Georgia, in my eyes, is a top three team in the nation. So that'll put Florida at five and three. Uh, after that, they get Missouri. I think they'll win that. South Carolina, I think they'll win that. Um, Idaho, November 17th. Um, I don't know if it's homecoming or senior night. It's probably senior night. And they'll win that, putting them at 8-4 and four going into November 24th versus Florida State. And I, I think Florida State will will win that game, finishing the Gators off at 8-5 and five for the season, which I don't think is a bad first year for Dan Mullen back at Florida. 
you know, he'll he'll recruit better. He'll start to get guys in that he want in that system. And um, you know, eight and five in my opinion is a is a good start for for Mullen and, and his staff down at Florida. Okay, we're gonna come on up the state a little bit to uh, my place of residence, Tallahassee, Florida, to talk about the Florida State Seminoles, uh, another one of the big three schools here in in Florida, the traditional big three schools in Florida, because I'm sure UCF people will have something to say about that now, especially if they hear this. Um, Florida State, Coach Taggart, new coach again here. Um, I love what Coach Taggart is doing at Florida State. Um, Miami people don't kill me. Uh, the guys he brought in to, to fill his staff out and the, the aura that they have going at Florida State right now, it seems like a real positive thing, and they look like they want to get back to Florida State of old, that they want to get back to that 90s Florida State, that Charlie Ward, that um, Think Winky Florida State, that, that uh, um, Peter Warwick Florida State, those guys. Um, I see they got Dion around a little bit. They kept Odell, which is kind of like a, a Florida State lifer, if you ask me. He's he's a, the blood of that program. So let's get into you know what I think their season is going to be like. I think they're loaded with individual talent at every position. The thing is, is how will they gel with a new offense and a new defense? I'm sure individually they'll win battles, you know, on different plays and, and make big plays. But can they put games together? I'm sorry, let me go back. Let me step step back. Can they put drives together, which in turn put quarters together, which in turn put halves together, and so forth and so on to, to be able to win a bunch of games? Can they can they hang on with the big dogs and then pull something out in the fourth quarter? That's the question you, you need to know with a new staff, you know, and a new scheme and a new system and all that stuff. And from the sounds of it, the weight program, the conditioning program is going pretty good. They all seem to enjoy, you know, playing for Coach Taggart, even though they hadn't played a game yet. Seems like it's been an injection of fun back in that program. Just, you know, listen to people in the streets here in Tallahassee. They seem to have more fun at practice, more fun working out, more just fun, period, and which is a game. It's supposed to be fun. You know, I know college football is a business, but I think you get the most out of kids when they, you put some kind of fun in there because all business for them and they'll lose interest in you. You can lose your players like that. Um, the big thing with Florida State is the quarterback position. Uh, Coach Taggart mentioned three guys at media day, which, you know, I really think there's two guys in this battle, and that's Francois and Blackman. Uh, as we know, Francois played a whole year, you know, played good quarterback that the year he played and got hurt in the first game last year against Alabama. Uh, Blackman came in as a true freshman, and, you know, he did what he could. He, did, he, he played okay. Good at times, bad at times, but he was a freshman thrown in big-time college football. What, I mean, what do you expect? Luckily, I mean, whoever wins that job is going to have a wealth of talent to get the ball to. It's just a, a matter, again, of you know learning the offense and getting the ball where Coach Taggart wants it at certain times. Now, whoever wins this job is probably going to be handing the ball slash throwing the ball to one of the most electrifying high school players I've ever seen in my life. 
And obviously this guy is from Mississippi, me being from Mississippi. My last game in Mississippi was against this guy uh, when he was a quarterback at Clinton. We're talking about Cam Akers. Um, I was joking with, uh, I think maybe a beat writer from Florida State or maybe the Tallahassee Democrat, and he said, who should get the carries? And I jokingly said, Cam. <laughs> and he came back and asked me, what, you think he should get all 700 of them? And, you know, I was joking. It was funny. He got me. I felt like he got one over on me. But I thought about that the whole time I was on vacation. And um, looking back at what Cam can do and what Patrick can do, which is the other guy, I think they should split carries and then, you know, because I think even if they split carries 50-50, you know, one or the other could have a 1,000 plus yards and the other one could be right at a 1,000. Because both of the guys are, are pretty darn good running backs. I just happen to be a little bit more biased to Cam, especially since, you know, with him getting over 1,000 yards as a true freshman. And if I'm not mistaken, he holds a freshman record at Florida State for that. But I think Cam's going to win that that battle as the starter. But Patrick is, is not a – you don't fall off much when you put Jacquez Patrick in the game. All right, moving on to wide receiver. At receiver, they have size and speed. Size and speed at, at the position is what you need, you know, to have a complete group of guys. Again, I question how well have they picked up Taggart's system, how much will they be able to maximize their skill set in Taggart's system. Because, you know, it's all fun and games to do it in 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's all fun and games to do it in spring game. When you got real live guys, you know, coming at you, that's a little different. And I'm not saying they can't do it. It's just unknown right now because, you know, with everything being new. But I think uh, I think they have the skill set to have a great group of guys at wide receiver uh, to execute that. I think what coach called it lethal simplicity. Uh, you know, if it's in, I'm on board with that. Make your offense as simple as possible and let those guys do what they do. Because you're getting some of the best guys as they go going to Florida State. Let them be athletes. I flip into the other side of the ball for the Seminoles. They have a lot of young guys on uh, defense. I think they only have one senior, Demarcus Christmas. And, they, you know, they have a few juniors, but mostly those guys that's probably going to start are uh, sophomore, a few freshmen, redshirt freshmen. But that one senior, Christmas, has to step up and lead, you know, on and off the field to get those other guys in there. So their defense is what I think is going to be, um, I don't want to say suspect because that's, that's too negative, but I think their defense is the, the weaker of the two groups, if that makes sense. I think their offense will be okay. Once they figure out, you know, timing and 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 then you know who can do what and with what plays, but I think the defensively they're going to be explored a little bit. So I just I really think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts this year, which could be good, could be bad, but you know it's yet to be seen. Um, now they do have two preseason all it's ACC first teamers. They have a uh, Cam Akers, obviously a running back. Uh, you know, everybody's high on Cam. Cam's a, a pretty humble guy from what I hear. Um, you know, he, the podcast is Sip to Tally. He came from Sip, Mississippi to Tallahassee. I would love to get him on here, but I don't, you know, that's that's a dream that I'll deal with later on down the line. Um, let him focus on football. And another guy, Levante Taylor, a cornerback, as a preseason all-ACC first team. This guy... <laughs> He, he he's pretty pretty good. His ball skills are that of a top-notch receiver. So if he you know if he gets some pressure up front and you know he's one-on-one with guys or or whatever sitting in coverage and just reading quarterback's eyes, this guy can go get it. I think he'll be one of the next great corners or next great DBs to come out of Florida State. And uh, so, but 
like I said, he's young also. Cam's a sophomore. This kid's a sophomore. Uh, no, this kid's a junior. I'm sorry. This kid's a junior. So, you know, they need to put it all together. And like Warren Sapp used to say, the, the front end got to help out with the back end and vice versa. All right, let's dive into the Florida State schedule. But before I do that, I need to go back and correct myself on that Florida one. I, had, I said eight and five. I actually meant seven and five. My math was a little wrong on that, but still, I think seven to five is good for for those guys. Uh, getting into Florida State schedule, they start off with Virginia Tech. I don't think they're going to win that game, being that first game for Taggart. All the, the the new things, the new nuances, they'll probably figure it, you know, figure things out as they go. And if they do win that game, I think it'll be because of a big second half or where they put things together in the second half. I just I don't think they're going to come out, you know, where they need to be. And Virginia Tech has a little bit more. Stability. I, I have them losing that game, but I, I, they, if they win it, and I, I won't put it past them. I think it'll be because of a strong second half. Uh, second game is at Sanford. Well, not at Sanford, but playing Sanford. I think they'll win that, putting them at one and one. Next at Syracuse, I think they'll win that two and one. Uh, September twenty second, Northern Illinois, they'll win that three and one. Uh, September 29th at Louisville. Louisville had been, you know, has dominated them the past two or three years, if I'm not mistaken. But Lamar Jackson is gone. I think this will be the year Florida State gets them at Louisville. So they'll put them at uh, four and one. I think they'll win at Louisville. October 6th, they go down to Miami. Um, without going into detail, I just think they'll lose. Um, and I'll talk a bit more about why I think they'll lose when I talk about Miami. Uh, next game against Wake Forest. I think they'll win that, putting them at five and two. I think they'll lose to Clemson. I think Clemson is the cream of the crop in the ACC. I'll go ahead and say it. I think they're going to win the ACC. Um, for them to have all four of their D linemen be all uh, conference. That's a, a, a big thing for any offense in the ACC this year. Now, if you didn't understand what I said, all four of Clemson's starting D linemen are the preseason first team, on the preseason first team team. All four of their starting D linemen. Uh, but going on past um, Clemson, NC State, I think they'll win that. I think, I think they'll lose at Notre Dame simply because of the atmosphere and it's just hard to beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Because uh, you're probably going to You're playing the fans You're playing the The, the Zebras maybe Maybe and, and it's just hard to win In Notre Dame um, November 17th They play BC I think they'll win I think they'll finish the year Out beating Florida Giving Coach Taggart A 7-5 and five record For his first year no, eight, eight and four record for first year. I'm sorry, eight and four record for his first year, which is pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Now he can't keep going eight and four, but to start off with eight and four, I think that's good. And you know they'll get a bowl game, and hopefully, you know if they win that bowl game, put him at nine and four for the year, and you know maybe prepare him to a bunch of double digit win seasons after that, as long as they lose down the road um, every year. And that's my bias coming out. But um, moving on to Florida State, moving on past Florida State, I think they're going to have a good first year. I think they'll put it all together definitely in his second year and be one of those top-tier ACC and nationally ranked teams going into 2019. Because I'm sure, I know Coach Taggart is going to recruit. His staff is going to recruit. He relates to kids uh, unbelievably well. And uh, he's just, he seems like a – he seems like a – down-to-earth, average 
guy that you can trust sending your you know son to play ball for. He he puts that kind of comfort level when when you talk to him or whatnot. Now we get into these guys from the 305, aka the U, uh, the Miami Hurricanes, green and orange. Um, me being a fan of these guys, last year was a huge high with an astounding boom at the end of the year. To start off 10 and 0 and finish 10 and 3, it was it was like those first 10 games didn't even matter. They didn't even exist. They were erased after those last 3 games. But let's go into the new year, 2018-19 season. Let's go into it and talk a little bit about what, you know, what they got coming up this year. Um, again, like I said, started off the year 10-0. It was a great year offensively. The turnover chain was out. That was a, a huge thing around the country. You know, if you played for Miami, you loved it. If you played against them, you hated it, which is understandable. You know, it just was a good thing for Miami football and had a little buzz around college football because you start to see other teams do some kind of turnover um not necessarily jewelry, but they had some kind of turnover inspirational thing. Um, I saw, I think maybe Georgia has a belt. Um, other teams have other different things, but, you know, the turnover chain was, was, was something I enjoyed and had fun trolling people with on, on Twitter. But let's get into what, what else Miami has coming back. They're loaded offensively. Loaded. At running back, at receiver, the O-line returns most of the guys with an addition of a couple of real good uh, young guys. The only thing that I think can hold Miami back this year, again, is quarterback play. Now, we don't know who's going to start. Uh, whether it, Well, Rozier's probably going to start. Let's go ahead and say that. How much has Nikosi closed the gap on him? Nikosi Perry, the guy I'm speaking of, we, we don't know. Um, I, I, without being there, I can't tell you. I would like for Nikosi to get an opportunity to play because he's extremely athletic, uh, has a string, extremely good uh, skill set for a QB. But with all that being said, if he's not headier than Malik, Malik should still play. You know, I know Malik kind of let us down 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 the end of the year, but Malik had some great throws. The Florida State game, a couple other runs. You know, third and maybe medium, he took off running and got you know got first downs that we needed. So he Malik did good things. He just you know I guess what have you done for me lately? Those last three games is what sticks out in our mind. Uh, so with quarterback play, we don't know if it's going to be Perry or Rozier. Whichever one of those guys wins that battle, show up every week, please. All right? We want to try to take that next step because it, uh, in the state of Florida, the competition recruiting is, is huge with, with the guys you got down there. So, you know, we show up this year and keep the momentum going and, and hopefully, you know, can win more than 10 games this year. Hopefully it's something that won or undefeated maybe, whatever. We'll get to that later. Uh, at running back, they have uh, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas. Those guys are going to compete to be the starter. Uh, Dallas is extremely versatile. Homer stepped in when um, when we our starter running back got hurt last year and did a wonderful job. Homer is a well-put-together individual with, with pretty good speed. DJ Dallas is extremely versatile. And um, Lorenzo Lingard. 
uh, had the, I'm not going to even say the pleasure to coach against this guy because it wasn't a pleasure for what they did. But with him going to Miami, he's going to get in that mix also. So you got three guys that are pretty darn good at, at running back. Uh, they're versatile. They can catch the ball at the backfield. They can run hard, run between the tackles, screen game, uh, all those things. Those three guys can do it, and I'm really excited about how they're going to be used this year. Uh, at wide receiver. You have uh, Amon Richards, which is a, a one of the probably one of the better receivers in college football. Win healthy, key being win healthy. Uh, opposite him, you have a uh, Cager, who's like a six four, six five guy that can go up and get it, and you know has a pretty good skill set. Um, you know, average speed, and but he, he's a go getter. That jump ball, he can go get that. But what I think is going to take off is the slot position for Miami. Last year, that position was held by Braxton Berrios who was, you know, he was phenomenal at what he did. Braxton was not a burner. The two guys they have in that spot this year are burners and will stretch the field, and that's uh, Jeff Thomason and Harley. When I say can fly, these guys have speed like the old Hurricanes, those two. And if we can get the ball to those guys down the field uh, in the slot and they can run it, everything else will open up. But, like again, like I said we're loaded. I keep saying we. Stop being biased, Ivan. Uh, they're loaded offensively um, and with, with decent tight ends. They got two guys. They got the Brevin kid from um, uh, Nevada. He I, he may be the starter over Michael Irvin Jr. But I think Irvin's penciled in right now, and, and Brevin's going to play a lot. And they also got a kid from Jacksonville that's pretty good. Uh, Mallory, I think, is his name. Uh, O-line returns good, good depth. And, um, you know, it's just – the quarterback is the key to Miami's offense. Hopefully, you know, you'll get good play out of whoever the guy is and, and go from there. Um, on defense, Joe Jackson, beast off the edge, just appeared out of nowhere and just it really could hardly be blocked in known passing situations. He, even though the back end guys got a lot of hype for having a turnover chain, Joe Jackson and that defensive line should get some of that because they were pressuring guys so much. They were just trying to get rid of that ball. All right, moving back to the linebackers. The same three linebackers will start for Miami that has started for the last two years. So you got a, a group of guys that have played at least, what, 30-something games together. Well, we'll be 30-something games together. This will be a third year starting. Those guys should lead that, that defense and get people lined up. And we should never have alignment. Uh, miscues this year with those three guys in the game. Uh, Shaquille Quarterman is probably the better of the three. You know, he, he's the leader of the guy, leader of that pack, and you know, I really expect him to lead and get the defense back to old school Miami defense because you you got the, the the things needed to get there, especially with Willis coming back. You know, after sitting out a year uh, at cornerback. Cornerback, I think, is the weakest part of the defense because they're young there. But they, they have guys that can can, can make plays. Uh, Bandy had a pick six last year against um, Notre Dame, maybe. And so, um, you know, he, he's he's that that good. Safety, they have two top-notch safeties that have played a lot. They should be able to help the corners back, and they should also help in the run game. They should lead that, uh, that defense also along with that group of linebackers. So I expect a lot of things out of the Miami defense this year, a lot of the turnover chains, a lot of um, – I'm going to say three and outs, but not a lot of points should come from that Miami defense, especially with Manny running the, the aggressive style that he runs. Uh, Miami finally has depth at every position. So now they're going to have competition at every position. Competition in practice. Competition, you know, during games. 
competition in the spring, competition in the, competition in the weight room. So I think they're going to finally get back to a high caliber, high caliber play on a yearly basis as long as Rick can recruit you know, the type of kids he's recruiting. It's going to be tough because there's some great recruiters in the state of Florida. But if he can keep recruiting and keep having competition at each position, that's just going to make everybody better, you know, throughout. Let's dive into the schedule here for Miami. Uh, they start off September 1 in Jerry World versus LSU, the Tigers of and Baton Rouge. I think uh, Miami's going to win this game. I think we just have too much offensively for, for LSU to, to stop. Uh, it's going to be a great game. I, I, by no means, I think it's going to be a blowout. I just think LSU has too, uh, don't have enough to, to put up enough points with Miami. I think it's going to be uh, in the 30s or maybe even low 40s. But I just think LSU doesn't have enough offensively to go with what Miami is going to bring offensively. Um, so one and those start for Miami. Secondly, they play Savannah State, which is I think is an easy win. Toledo, a win. FIU will probably be emotional, but a win. Uh, then you go to the first ACC game is North Carolina. Uh, it's a home game. I think they'll win. Then they bounce back with Florida State after that. I think Miami will, will win the Florida State game for the same reasons that they will beat LSU. Because I think Miami's going to put up a bunch of points. And I think I think Florida State's going to score points on us. I just don't think they can score enough. I think we have a better defense than Florida State. Here I go saying we again. I think Miami has a better defense than Florida State. And I just think that game will come down to it. By no means will I think it's going to be a blowout. It'll be a good game. Uh, just hopefully Miami will win it. And it's a home game for Miami. So maybe they can get to the streak to 2-0 because that, that was a long seven if not eight years that Florida State was beating Miami and my former coach and former assistants and and different people on Twitter let me know every year that that Miami was taking an L to Florida State but this year I think it's going to be two in a row and I'll be returning all that chitter chatter after this game uh, next they go into Virginia they go to Virginia, which I think they'll win in a hard-fall game because we, we don't play great in Virginia, but we kind of pull them out. Um, then go to B.C. Uh, two weeks later, play that game. I think we'll win. Uh, come back to open November with Duke. I think that'll be a victory. Go to Georgia Tech November 10th. That option is always hard to defend, but Manny does a decent job preparing for it. And so uh, hopefully they can get a victory up there, which I think they will. You know, may squeak out a victory because of the, the offense, because of Georgia Tech's offense. I still think they'll be undefeated um, after the Georgia Tech game. Now November 17th, they go to Virginia Tech. I could easily be a homer and say they'll beat those guys. I just know how hard it is to beat Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. And this game's probably going to be a primetime Nighttime, not at night game, and you know Virginia Tech's gonna be fired up about that. Uh, I'm gonna say Miami's gonna lose this game, putting them at ten and one, uh, going into the last game against Pittsburgh, who which has beat them the past two years, um, and started kind of started the downfall of Miami last year. Um, I think Pittsburgh gets blowed out this year. I really do. It's it's in Miami. Uh, it's going to be a lot of talk about what they've done to Miami the past two years. I think Miami's going to come out after a loss, heads on straight, extremely hungry, and, and beat Pittsburgh pretty bad going into 
the ACC championship game, which who I think will be on the other side will be Clemson. Um, I'm not gonna throw a prediction for that game because that's you got to make it to that game first. So I just think I think Miami will win their side of the ACC and face Clemson in the championship game going forth and probably get a decent bowl game. Maybe you know if all play out like it did last year, if they don't beat Clemson, maybe the same Orange Bowl will be it again. Um, that's my Florida Big Three college preview. Uh, if you if you disagree with it, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Coach Evans Nine. Um, you know I do have a Sip to Tell It podcast Instagram page, and if you you know hit me up on there. So if you agree with what I'm talking about, if you disagree, hit me up. If, if it's something I should mention, uh, go and throw it out there. We can we can chat back and forth. And we can share ideas and we can debate because you know college football season is, is about debate. I'm I'm down for that. Uh, I can go back and forth with you. I I I'd love to. Um, again, if you listen to this on, on on iTunes, subscribe, comment, rate, leave feedback. If you listen to it on on YouTube, you know, get up under the comments and you know I'll talk to you in there too. We can we can debate on what you think about Miami, Florida State, and UF. Uh, I didn't put UCF in this 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 preview because I I really don't know much about UCF other than this past year. And the traditional big three is Miami, Florida State, and Florida. Those will be those are the big dogs in Florida. You know, I know some people are gonna disagree with me, but let me know. We can talk about it. Going from there. Um, Soon I'll be coming with the SEC version of this for Mississippi. I'll talk about Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and I know Southern Miss is not in the SEC, but I'm throw a little bit of Southern Miss in there too. But mainly that that next podcast will be mostly about Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Um, for another episode of Sip to Tell It podcast, uh, this is Coach Evans. I'm gonna hit you with a, a special video version that I have to send out to all my folks soon so be looking on the lookout for that so this concludes the Florida Big 3 wrap up with UF Miami Florida State uh, another episode of Sip the Tele Podcast salute to all y'all that's out there listening uh, I'll be back soon with the Mississippi version with uh, Mississippi State Ole Miss and Southern Miss I'll throw a little swag out there Alcorn Jackson State Valley Football's in the air, and that's what I'm going to hit you with over these next four to five to six months, locally and nationally. So be ready for it. Sip the Tally Podcast, Coach Evans. Hit me on Twitter, Coach Evans9. Uh, Sip the Tally Podcast on IG. I'm out.